What's not inspiring about getting a child off the floor and into a bed, uh, some children that have never even had a bed or had a pillow of their own, a common item that we take for granted. Uh, my husband always tells people new to us, he said, you know, my family grew up welfare poor, but we always had beds. And it's something that we take for granted. Hey everyone, excited for our show today. We sit down with Jan Spackman of Sleep in Heavenly Peace. It's a uh, 501c3 nonprofit foundation that is growing around the country. Uh, she heads up the Spokane chapter, but they also do work over in North Idaho. Um, we don't really think about it. I never really think about it, at least that kids you know, sleep on the floor. I've always been a uh, bed kind of guy and never have been down in the situation to where, you know, I wasn't fortunate enough to have a bed to sleep. And realistically, I mean, their motto really hits home is no kid sleeps on the floor in our town, which we could do Coeur d'Alene. Um, she's working on getting Spokane, Coeur d'Alene, all that rounded up, but with it only being 300 to 350 uh, to build bunk beds, and that includes blankets, sheets, mattress, materials, all that jazz, I would encourage all you guys to take a listen to this episode and find a place in your heart to support Sleep in Heavenly Peace. <laughs> Hey everyone, Cole Turnbull with Coeur Advice Givers, where we interview Coeur business owners, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to bring Coeur residents the best advice from our community's brightest minds. Today we're joined by Jan Spackman, who's the Spokane Chapter President of Sleep in Heavenly Peace, a nonprofit who builds bunk beds for children sleeping on the floor, couches, or other uncomfortable and unnecessary conditions. Sleep in Heavenly Peace originated down in Twin Falls and was recently featured on Micro's show, returning the favor for the amazing things they're doing within communities. Since they've grown to 68 chapters in 29 states and counting across the country, where their motto is, no kid sleeps on the floor in our town. Thanks for coming on to share your story with us, Jan. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Before we dive into Sleep in Heavenly Peace and all the amazing things you guys do, uh, you want to share with us your backstory, how uh, you got involved and brought it up to the Northwest? You betcha. I am originally from southern Idaho, Burley, Idaho, about 35 miles east of Twin Falls, where Sleep in Heavenly Peace was founded. Uh, I learned about Sleep in Heavenly Peace through a coworker who is dear friends with Luke Mickelson, our founder. My friend Jordan Allen uh, helped Luke in the early years, and we worked together in Boise. Uh, he shared this with me, and I just got chills and shivers and thought, how amazing is this a bed? Uh, I had no idea that there were children sleeping on beds, and uh, a lot of charities give clothing and food and other items like that, but um, beds are pretty unique, and I just I thought from the get-go, I want to get involved. 
I was so excited about the program. Uh, in 2012, a, we were getting ready to move um, up here, and I eventually relocated to Spokane in 2013. Uh, in 2012, the Boise chapter was starting. So I was unable to participate there, but ever since arriving in Spokane, I've thought to myself, we, we have to do that here, and uh, it's, there's just a great need that I had no idea. And so our Spokane chapter actually flows over into northern Idaho, too. Perfect. And so how did you guys, you got up here through husband's um, relocation through work, right? Correct. Uh, now we're going to do a little rapid fire, and kind of dig in dig in a little bit you know and just have some fun and then we'll dive into uh, sleep in heavenly peace so what are you interested in that most people haven't heard of oh this this charity uh I, I am this not a lot of people have heard of us so far although with the launch of the returning the favor episode we've gotten nationwide attention but before that uh you know this this is it people don't know about it and it's my passion to share it with everyone who doesn't know about it what is something you think everyone should do once in their life volunteer or jump off the prime bridge what bridge? The Prine Bridge in Twin Falls. Oh, have you done that? I have not. <laughs> not going to happen. Not, not happening? <laughs> but highly recommend it if you're into that stuff. If you had to stand up right now and give a 30-minute presentation with no preparation, what would it be on? Oh, you're asking me silly questions. Sleep in heavenly peace, of course. I know, right? I can go on and on and on. <laughs> uh, it's easy. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, to uh, not stress so much and uh, probably be kinder. Not that I'm a mean person, but I think everyone could use a little more kindness in their lives. And who has impressed you most with what they have accomplished? Luke Mickelson. Founder of Sleep in Heavenly Sleep Peace. In Heavenly Peace, right? exactly. Dominating. It is, right? <laughs> All right. Let's dive into Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Um, what is it? What's kind of the the backstory behind the foundation and how did it come to be and how did you get involved? Sleep in Heavenly Peace came to be out of a service project that Luke Mickelson did in his garage uh, back in 2011-2012. There was a family in his church that needed beds, uh, that the children did not have have beds. And so it was a service church service project. He and some buddies got together and built some bunk beds. Along that lines, uh, that year too, or the year after, his children were complaining about what they didn't get for Christmas, and he said, you know, hey, let's let's go out to the garage. So they had some leftover lumber from building those other beds, and he and his kids built beds, and that's how it kind of originated. They put that bed that they built as a family on Facebook and just reached out to see if there's anybody in need, and the over or the response was overwhelming. So they found kind of, they didn't know that that no. niche existed, that there was such a need for beds for children up until exactly. they did that Facebook Exactly, and, and they stumbled onto something huge. Yeah, and so do you know kind of what inspired them to go about running with it? What's not inspiring about getting a child off the floor and into a bed, uh, some children that have never even had a bed or had a pillow of their own, uh, a common item that we take for granted, 
my husband always tells people new to us, he said, you know, my family grew up welfare poor, but we always had beds. And it's something that we take for granted, I think, and don't realize the need out there. And, and for the, the Facebook offering, that need was tremendous. And he realized that they were probably onto something. And that was just in Twin Falls, mm -hmm. right? Yes, yes. That wasn't even in each and every little community around. Evans, no. Um, so why or what was the trigger event in your life that led you down the path? Again, my friend Jordan uh, telling me about it. He had gone to Twin Falls for the weekend and uh, came back and just told me what they were doing and how they were doing it and why, and then realizing that there's a need it, it's just, it's something that's struck me like nothing else ever has, that there are children that sleep, you know, in, in the corner in a pile of blankets, you know, on a floor or on couch uh, cushions stacked up on the floor, you know, and then they'll be on the couch cushions and someone else will be on the couch springs. You know, how can you not want to be involved in bettering those children's lives if you can? Yeah, why, what do you think it was inside of you that really struck a chord? I, just the, I think the children, the, the aspect of a child, and them being so young and innocent, and in a lot in those circumstances that are beyond their control, they're in that circumstance because of someone else's choices. What? So then you brought it up to Spokane, right? Mm -hmm. How? Uh, how has it been received in Spokane? Uh, I know that you're working on getting across the state line into Coeur d'Alene. Um, what have you kind of experienced so far? We're getting a slow but sure start. Uh, I think any new charity that comes up, there's some resistance or some hesitation, I suppose, on the public's part. You know, is this real? Is it credible? Uh, I've never heard of it before. You know, we were only the seventh chapter, uh, it, you know, in the last couple of years. So it's new. So spreading the word is been it hasn't been a challenge it's easy for me to spread the word and meeting you know different folks you meet one person then another then another and it's the trickle down effect but just getting the word out there and getting businesses behind us you know i said that we are 100 percent volunteer operated no one is paid not even any member of our board so it's a labor of love and sharing that labor of love and educating the public about you know, a good night's sleep in a child's life and that there is a need and just getting that momentum. And it's happening. We've built 80-some uh, beds and have delivered 76 of them. We have upcoming builds scheduled. I have 160 kiddos on my waiting list right now. So, and I want to get to all of those kiddos this summer, if at all possible. But What's it like walking into a house or an apartment or whatever where there are no beds? It's really gut-wrenching uh, to see those piles of blankets in the corners, to see maybe mattresses on the floor, you know, springs popping through, uh, just the situations that these kiddos have been sleeping in. It, that really tugs on your heart an awful lot. On the flip side of that, you have these kids meeting you at the door, you know, saying, our beds are here, our beds are here, you know, we're getting beds. And they come out to the truck and the trailer and they want to help you, you know, bring everything in. And they're just so happy and, um, you know, kind of keeping them out of the room for the big reveal. Because oftentimes we work in small spaces, therefore we do bunk beds uh, just to maximize the space that we're in. But uh, kind of keeping them at bay 
when there's this excitement that I think is oftentimes bigger than Christmas for them. And then to see the smiles on their faces and the joy in their eye and everybody wants to lay down immediately. So um, it's a good nap time for the parents that we deliver to because the kiddos want to rest or, you know, sleep in their beds uh, for the first time. It's a really unique experience. And, you know, the emotions that I experience are all over the board, but it's, it's a wonderful feeling. What's the most touching story that you've experienced personally in a delivery? Oh, wow. Uh, wow, they've all... Uh, a family that was caught in the hurricanes in Florida uh, left with, with just their belongings in their car. Their car broke down. Uh, apparently on the way, and a family member uh, or a friend here in, Sp or in Spokane helped assist them in getting here. Um, they had been here for a few months. I'd learned about them. We finally got some money under our, our belts and were able to have our first build last year. Uh, we went to the house, and, and there was nothing. You know, there, there was just, there was nothing. And, you know, taking these kids, you know, abed after they'd lost really all of their belongings was was really touching. Uh, another one recently we delivered to a family with six kids. The beds would not fit in the bedrooms because it was an older home and the bedrooms were upstairs and the pitch of the roof, the ceilings, wouldn't allow for the bunk beds to go in their rooms. So their parents gave up their bedroom and we put three sets of bunks, six beds in that room. I mean, they were all wall to wall, but the, the parents uh, cared so much about their children to make this work that they gave up their bedroom was really overwhelming. Yeah, so those are I, two of my favorite, I think, off the top of my head right now. I imagine, like, each delivery, oh, there there must be, like, a box of tissues that, that gets used, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely we, we pack some tissues in the car. It's, you know, you have to keep your face up while, you, while you're there, but the, the aftermath sometimes can be a little emotional, but it's, you know, it's worth every bit of it to help these kids out. Yeah, I know, just watching that, you know, that episode with Mike Rowe was like, wow, you know, like it is. It's something that you don't really think about. Like you always think about clothes and food and that sort of thing. You don't right. think about sleep and, you know, what are, what are these kids sleeping on? Right. You know, it's definitely a, a niche I think that every community probably has an issue with. They, they do. Uh, I think I read a statistic the other day. It's three or four percent of the population of children in our nation that, that don't have a bed to sleep on. So break that down, you know, to do the math in your local community. There, there's a need mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah, no, no community is immune to it. No. In your opinion, what has been the most critical aspect for the success of Sleep in Heavenly Peace? Fundraising. Uh, all of our, all of the money that we raise to build these beds, it's it's hinged on donations from communities and businesses and grants. Uh, grants are are not as easy to come by or as easy to get as as some may think. So really, it it hinges on you know our business support uh, and you know just getting those donations in so that we can build our next set of bunks. Uh, Lowe's in our communities has been a huge asset for us. Their generosity has helped nearly all of our chapters get off the ground. And without them, I don't think we'd be where we are today. This is probably about the same answer as the question I just asked, but 
what's been your biggest obstacle? Oh, yes, the fundraising. Right? Of Fun- course, exactly. Fundraising, exactly. Much. Like I said, we have 160 kiddos on the on the wait list right now that we are wait, you know, awaiting uh, additional funding to build beds. We do have our next bed build scheduled for July 21st, but you know, the floodgates are open out there and you know, finding these children is really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is such a big need, but you know, getting to them in a timely manner is is a big is a big challenge. And to reach out to these families and say, you know, that I don't have any beds available right now, but you know, hang in there, we will get to you. And not being able to really give them a time frame because you know it just hinges on our funding. You know, that's that's kind of difficult. But it is nice to make that follow up phone call and say, hey, we we've got a bed now. Yeah. So the. Uh biggest i guess the biggest challenge is isn't is it volunteers as well or is it just the funding to get the beds volunteers come pouring in it's it's a great cause for people to get behind it's easy uh when you break it down again you're serving children uh, that are in unfortunate circumstances that are beyond their control. Uh, our first build, we had uh, over 80 volunteers. Fairchild Air Force Base, they came out in droves to help us. And I've uh, recently started posting our July 21st build, and we've got uh, definitely some people interested. I'm not up to 80 or 100 volunteers yet, but I don't have any uh, doubt in my mind that we won't have numbers like that again and punch out some, a bunch of beds. In a perfect world, what will sleep in heavenly peace look like in five or ten years? In a perfect world, we will have a surplus of beds available. We won't have a waiting list. We'll be able to go and deliver these beds to children in need when we get the application in or within a few days. Um, you know, our, our funding won't be a challenge uh, because people will get behind us and see the love in this project and and just be a part of it what does it what does it cost to build a bunk bed really good question a lot of people don't think about that uh between 300 and 350 per set of bunks now that includes the lumber and the hardware and mattresses mattress pads a pillow the sheets and a blanket so we recently lumber has gone up quite a bit uh, so, you know, that's factored in, but I, we feel that that's, it, it is, that's just shopping as best we can, but that's our expense in building a bunk. And so, like, if people out in the community are listening and they, you know, they want to help and maybe they have, you know, extra sheets or anything like that laying around, like, is that something you guys take? Do you do new only? What, what? Due to the nature of what we're doing, we do do new only. Uh, especially with the mattresses. Um, so yes, and, and due to liability purposes, we do need to do new only. Um, but a, a sheet set, you can get a sheet set for 7 $8 at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then those are what singles, doubles? Twin size. Twin mm-hmm. size? Twin size. Twin size beds. Um, if you could get one message out to the community, what would it be? Get involved. Uh, call me email me, check out our website, and, uh, you know, join our Facebook page for notifications. But this is one charity that I promise you will not regret being involved with. Yeah, 100% of all the money goes right back. 100% of all the money goes right back, yes. So if 
you were a family in need, how would you go about getting in touch with someone uh, in your area? Families, or if you know a family, you can complete an application on behalf of that family. So the families can complete their application, or you can complete one on their behalf on our website at www.shpbeds.org. And you just go in there, and there's a button to request a bed. So that request will go through. You'll receive a confirmation email. And then when we have beds available, we'll reach out and uh, make coordinating efforts to, you know, make those arrangements to get uh, get you those beds. Awesome. And then the same goes for people that want to volunteer? Absolutely. There's a Get Involved tab as well. Uh, or, you know, call me or email me direct. Um, but when you go in, you can do the, the Get Involved tab, and there's a volunteer tab, and then you just fill out the information. And be sure to uh, click the Spokane chapter, because that way I will get all of those notifications. Uh, in Idaho, we're the closest chapter other outside of Boise for the Coeur d'Alene area. And mm-hmm. I know we've spoke Spokane, 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 but we're, we're servicing North Idaho, too. We've come as far as Post Falls. But we want to expand over into Coeur d'Alene, too, as beds become available and to perhaps get the community here more involved and the businesses so that we can support this uh, area. Do you, I, I know we talked a little bit of numbers a little bit ago about, uh, you know, how many kids, 3 to 4% around the country that don't have beds. Do you have any idea in our area what that number is? I don't know what the percentage is in our area. I would have to look that up. But, uh, you know, just based on, on the simple, uh, you know, formulation, the population times the 3% would, would give us an estimate of, of the number of kiddos. Yes. I, I know that's really rough and not very specific, but I, I'd have to dig into that a little bit more to be honest with you. But Right, Jan. I mean, that pretty much wraps up all my questions you know that sounds like sleep in heavenly peace is doing amazing things uh we look forward to having you know you guys make an impact in cordelaine community uh, here in the coming months what are some lasting thoughts that you would like to leave us with well, we have some upcoming events. Uh, if people want to check us out uh, a little bit more and uh, perhaps volunteer or just come and see what we do, we are going to have a public build July 21st. Location is still to be announced. I'm working with a couple of uh, businesses to see if they want to host our build, but uh, join our Facebook page and that information will be out there. Our builds are usually about four hours. And the cool thing about that is that our builds, you know, we use power tools, right? Who, what, who doesn't love working with power tools? Um, but the process is drilled down so that anyone can help us. We do have an age minimum requirement. The kiddos need to be at least 12 due to insurance purposes and, you know, power tools. Um, but we have sanding stations and the station that they put together, the headboard, and then we dip the, the wood uh, to stain it. Um, interesting fun fact is that we stain with vinegar and steel wool that has rusted within the vinegar, and that creates our stain. Also, we have a branding station, and who doesn't want to brand some boards, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, come out and get involved. Check us out July 21st. Watch the Facebook page. We also are going to be at Hilliard Days, August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. 
Uh, we will be building on the 4th. If you're interested in volunteering at either of those events, you know, reach out to me, let me know that, or get me that volunteer uh, information, and you know, we'll keep in touch. And then as additional funding becomes available, we'll post more builds and you know, it's it's great to uh, come out and get involved. Even if you even if you don't uh, want to get involved with the sawdust and and all of that, you know, come just take a look and chat with us. We're always looking for donations as well. Of of the um, in addition to monetary donations, we're looking for you know the twins uh, the twin size sheets, the quilts, uh, bed pillows, blankets, you know, um, and the um, Mattress covers. Mattress cover, or mattresses, yes. We um, are always looking for donations of new mattresses. Mattress Firm got involved with us last year, and they were generous enough to donate 20 uh, twin-size mattresses, and that was, that was huge. We have a uh, mattress supplier in Utah that gives us a really great deal, but... We would prefer to work locally with local businesses that would like to get involved. So if, you know, you're a local furniture company and want to donate mattresses, we, we would love to be a part of, of that uh, with you, too. Awesome. Well, I urge everyone to get on Facebook, uh, look up the episode with Mike Rowe, returning it, the favor. Best 21 minutes of your day. Right, like yeah. sit there and you're like, wow, like it's it's amazing stuff that kind of gives you a good intro into oh, it does, you know what's going on mm-hmm. in our community, absolutely, and really brings I think the idea out and starts the conversation about that. Yeah, no, no kidneys is sleep on the floor in our town, right? That's for sure. We want to make Coeur d'Alene one of our towns in addition to Spokane. Perfect. Thanks, Jan. We appreciate you. Thank you, Cole. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. That was fun. We uh, got to learn all about Jan and Sleep in Heavenly Peace and what they are doing in our community. Again, they have all kinds of events going on. Their website sleepinheavenlypeace.org is a great resource. Also, be sure to check out their Facebook page. Like them, follow them on Facebook. Uh, Keep you up on some current events. If you're looking to get involved, their biggest shortfall, like she said, is fundraising. They have 100 plus kids on the waiting list to get beds. That means each and every night. There's 100-plus kids in our area that are sleeping on the floor or on couch cushions. And I think we could all get together, do our part, and show them our support. Thanks, Coeur d'Alene.